Kristen. <laughs> I love the way you do it. I love it. It's perfectly imperfect. Yes, welcome everybody to Cold Coffee episode 12. We are so excited to have you here with us and it's so good to be chatting with you again. I miss I I we I think we need to start doing a bi-weekly podcast cuz I miss chatting with you I each know. week. I know, but really, can I just ask something? Was it last week? Yeah. Because it feels like it's yeah. been more. As it, it's just been a week, right? If, I feel like I yeah, have because you know what? Week. We haven't really texted each other a lot this week for some bizarre reason. Well, actually, I know why. It was your birthday, wasn't it? Yes. Somebody's birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> or it was my birthday. It was your birthday. <laughs> How was your birthday, yes. Kristen? It was good. You know, it's funny. Um, and I wrote a post about this on my Facebook page, Kristen Hewitt TV. I used to think that... Um, birthdays. I used to make a big deal out of birthdays and I do, I blow up everybody else's birthday and then I would have high expectations for my birthday. But this year, last week, and I still, you guys can hear the remnants of my cold and bronchitis. I've been sick since the hurricane. So we didn't plan anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And it ended up when, when I finally just let go and had no expectations, it ended up being such an awesome, meaningful birthday. Really? Um, yeah, and we didn't do anything really. I mean, my kids made me breakfast in bed. It was just an ordinary Tuesday, but it was so sweet and special. And they um they each bought me their own cards and presents. And what was so cute is they like bought me earrings and things that they picked out, you know, that they would love. But my daughter <laughs> bought me a book. My daughter bought me a book called You're a Girl Who Can Do Anything. And, and it was written for like a tween. But it was so sweet. She's like, Mommy, you can do anything you want and be anything you want to be. And I just thought it was so sweet. Oh my God, Kristen, so, yeah. I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. Are you the type really nice. are you the type that sort of gets a little down on their birthday because I know some people when they you know they're like depressed I can't believe it's my birthday are you that type or do you feel like you're getting better with age yeah on my 40th I won't lie I mean that was a (laughs) big flipping deal I mean I hid for a month the last (laughs) month of 39 I was like dreading it I didn't want anyone to know how old I was an old executive producer told me um, you can't announce your age because you'll never get another job in television because oh now you're God. 40. No. So I felt like there was such a stigma, but um yeah, now I'm over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I just I don't care. I think 42 is fan fantastic. I think it's a great year to invert my age to 24. <laughs> exactly. And and uh, I don't know. I feel like once you hit your 40s, you just don't care what people think anymore. And you're finally comfortable in your own skin, even if your skin's a little bit larger and stretched out. That's okay. <laughs> um I don't know. What about you? Are no, you, no, uh, I can relate. You... I can totally relate. I think I the the decade I was I was sort of sad to leave was my twenties. But then when Me I too. Hit, yeah, that was like okay. I had fun in my twenties, and it was difficult to say goodbye to that. I guess. And then when I turned thirty. I suddenly realized, oh my God, this is amazing. 30 is so much better than 20, you know? And then, and then I had like a few kind of years of, you know, babies and nappies and all that. I kind of like, I don't really remember <laughs> those years. <laughs> and they were a blur to me now. But yeah, turning 40 was awesome. We had a, I did for my, I threw myself a party for my 40th. Like I didn't, I wasn't even waiting for Mike to do it. So I threw myself a birthday party and I had a Vegas style birthday party. Awesome. <laughs> Showgirl. It was so tacky. Oh, my God. We had like a casino and tables and and it was like, you know, fake money and all that, but like cocktails and and a DJ and it was just insane and I loved it. And I I love being in my 40s. I feel like I can say what the hell I want. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's fine. It was fun. So how is, I I have, we haven't done Tova's weather report in quite a while. So I would like to know how is the weather over there in jolly old England? Well. (laughs) well the thing about the weather here in england is it is very unpredictable i mean you can you can be you can you know and it's guaranteed to be gray at some point in the day but right now right now as i look out of my window it is nice and sunny with an autumn breeze (laughs) wow (laughs) it's nice i'm working on it i'm trying to make it dramatic You need it's, your own Toba show. Yeah, just, over about there the in England. just talking about the weather for a whole hour. <laughs> yeah. From oh, no, not just about the weather, about whatever you want to talk about. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's still hot here. We are still recovering from Hurricane Irma. 
Um, I want to just give a shout out to all the families at my daughter's school because we have been collecting donations for people of the Florida Keys that um, have lost everything. And our community has come together. That's part of the reason why I needed to record our podcast late today. I have been at the school every morning collecting donations. We get truckloads of water and clothing and blankets for people that have lost everything. Yeah. And so I wanted to just say this. um, And if you're listening, please don't feel like you have to do this. But a lot of people have reached out to me on my Facebook page and asked me how they can help. Like they really want to help people who have been affected by the hurricanes and uh, they don't know how. So the company I work for, Fox Sports and the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat is doing something so amazing, Tova. Mm -hmm. If you donate money to the Keys, the Heat will match your donations by the community up to $2.5 million. So we donated $100 and the Heat matched that. So if anyone's listening and doesn't know where to donate and and wants to help people that have lost everything, because trust me, there are people that have no homes. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are living in shelters. They've lost everything. It's so sad in the Florida Keys. And it's a place we go a lot. You can go to youcaring.com backslash heat, H-E-A-T. I'll put this on our Facebook page too. But, um, you know, don't feel like you have to do it, but I just sort of, you know, we have this platform and I'm so passionate about helping our community and all the families here. So if you feel like you want to help, that's a place you can contribute. And what's great is even if you donate $5, they'll yeah. match it. Yeah. So it's just fa- a fantastic effort by the Miami Heat. Um, I'm so lucky to be working with them. And gosh, we start if we started working again. So uh, things are getting crazy. <laughs> is Bob at home now? Or because I know he was away for a while. Is he back now? Yep, he's back. And he, uh, you know, he and I both work for the Miami Heat. I work for Fox Sports. He actually works for the team. He travels with the team. So he is back to work. And uh, he works all year round. But yeah, it's going to get crazy. He starts traveling in just a couple weeks. So I will be very <laughs> harried in the fall and winter as we record going, oh my gosh, he's gone again. <laughs> These kids, <laughs> these kids are driving uh, me crazy. Um, okay, well, l- should we tell people what we're what we're talking about today? Because again, we just went off on one. I love it when we just go yeah. Off but on I one. love when we do that. We have to have our <laughs> catch up sessions there. Yes. So we have titled today's show. I will let Tova give you the title. We have titled it as "Boobs, Babies, and Botox." Which is yes. a very, very, very bizarre combination. <laughs> I know, but so this is the first. So usually we do a show about one, one topic, topic, you know, one topic. But we're getting to that point where Topo and I are very passionate about things that happen in the news, and we have lots of topics. And this week we couldn't decide what to talk about, so we yeah. decided to just combine it all together. So you guys are in for a treat. It's a mess um, because we're gonna. Yeah, it's a mess up. It's fun. It's a little sadness, a little lightheartedness, all mixed in one. So let's start with boobs. Yes. Uh, I'll introduce the story and and we can kind of get into it. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I know you. And you have them. I don't. I I would love. No, you're. No. I'm an A cup. A cup. Yeah. I am. But you work uh, that A cup. You do. I do. I do lots of push-up bras. And, uh, really? Is that your secret? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Tons of push-up bras and tight straps to make it look like I have cleavage. Yes. It's looking good, Kristen. It's um, looking good. Yeah. No, I um, I had them and then I had kids and I always say that once I breastfed, they sucked the life out of my breasts. I think it's um, the story of many, many women. Many, many women can relate to that. Anyway, yes, but the but story, the, what's the story? What's the story? Okay, so everybody heard it was a couple weeks ago. Brooke Baldwin, the CNN anchor, was doing a panel with two gentlemen. I shouldn't even call one of them a gentleman, but um, <laughs> about Jamel Hill, who is an ESPN reporter who I love and respect very much. And she had some very controversial tweets about the president of this country, the United States, and how she felt like he was a white supremacist. And so uh, people were calling for her firing and she had this panel on one of the man, the man's name was Clay Davis. And in the middle of this conversation, um, he was giving his opinion on Jamel Hill. And he stated that, you know, the only two things he believes in, in this world is the first his first amendment rights and, um, boobs. <laughs> yeah. And then so, the next thing was you could see her face, right? Cause I watched the video. I obviously, did you send me this story? I think you, did you send mm-hmm. me the story? Yeah, you did. And I then I watched the video and you see her face kind of go, huh? Right. And then she wasn't sure if it was boobs with a B or booze as in with a Z. Right. So she had to sort of clarify. So then he repeated it a couple of times, didn't he? <laughs> Mm-hmm. thinking he was very, very smart. So, yeah, so basically 
all hell broke loose, right? Uh, and she wrote a really, really great piece. That's what you sent me. And she cut it? him off. Yeah, she cut him yeah. off, which was fantastic. And as a television reporter, I, I probably would have been as shocked and stunned as she was, like, what the hell is happening on my air right now? Yeah. She got rid of him, and she wrote a piece. Yeah, and I really liked what she wrote, to be honest. Like, she really talked you through, talked talk through how... She was trying to understand what was going on because that's what I said to you. I was like, oh, I wish she had done it sooner, you know. Uh, but you said, well, you know what? She was live, live on air on CNN with people talking in front of millions of people with people talking in her ear, having the exact same kind of did he just say that? Did he just say that kind of moment? Until I think it really sunk, like, you know, and she just went, yes. okay, this actually happened. Right. And now I'm going to say goodbye. So she talks you through all of that, which I loved. Uh, it just makes her like, you know, just human and like all of us. And I think everybody would have probably had that moment of hesitation. You know what I mean? Of course. And, you know, what most people don't know is if you're a television reporter or you're a journalist, when you're interviewing someone and you have a panel, not only are you looking at your teleprompter, but you're listening to them yeah. and you've already formulated your next question in your head um, because, you know, and you're also thinking time in your head because as a reporter, like I know my time cues, I can tell you if I've been talking for two minutes and 30 seconds or five minutes. I mean, you know it, you know, you know you're on. So she's wow. probably in her head producing her segment and, and not knowing when to cut it. Um, so, I mean, I understand why it took her probably a good two minutes to cut him. My, the reason why I wanted to talk about this today, even though I know this story is past, isn't that, uh, I, I mean, for, do you know who Howard Stern is, Tova? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. So but I don't I like equate... know a lot. I just know who he is. Yes. Tell well, me. Well, most people who know who Howard Stern is know that he's a shock jock and that's what this guy was. You know, he's a, yeah. a radio guy. He, that's his shtick. He talks about boobs on his radio show, which is an appropriate place and time to do that because it's his own program. When you're on national TV, this isn't an appropriate time or place to do that, obviously. This was, I equate his moment to a Howard Stern Baba Booey moment. Howard Stern's listeners always go on national TV calling and go Baba Booey, and it's just a silly prank. <laughs> and that's what this guy was doing, and yeah. I'm so angry that he's getting all this popularity and notoriety for this. So are people liking so him for it? So are you saying, like, oh, what, yeah, is he he's gaining popularity? Do you hang on in the yes. in the kind of positive way, or is it just like he's being talked about? Because oh, it he was has just... boob T-shirts that he's no selling now. Way. Oh, yeah, this is a whole thing oh my now. God. So, but the reason why I wanted to talk about it today, and this is just my opinion, and the listeners who are listening, you have every right to disagree with me and whatever Tova thinks. But this was not the time and the place to say it a lot. I f- shared this on my Facebook page. Tova sh- shared this on her Facebook page to Lee, my thoughts about stuff. And we got a lot of negative comments from women who said he has freedom of speech. Who are you to say what he and cannot say? And I will tell you this. I am a journalist of 21 years. I'm a mother of of two girls and I'm a woman. And I have every right to say that this man was completely in the wrong. It was sexist. It was derogatory. It was not the appropriate time or place to say this. And it is just another example of where our culture has gone. And it's despicable and it's disgusting. And if you are a woman and you condone this behavior, I would love to hear from you because I do agree that he has freedom of speech, but not in this forum. And I think that we've lost all respect for women in the media nowadays. And I don't know what to do about it, but I'm seriously still angry about it. You know what was interesting to me? Like, I I obviously shared it on my own Facebook page and I, you know, I, I got a, I, I suppose I got people leaving, <laughs> but I'm used to it now. Um, and I did get, uh, you know, some comments from people who obviously didn't see things the way I saw it. Because I agree with you, it was totally inappropriate. He shouldn't have said it in that concept. And I agree, I think he just said it for shock value. And to right. see if he can get away with it because the way he put it in the sentence he just carried on speaking as if like he had just literally been talking about the weather with a kind of a little smirk on his face knowing that he had totally done something inappropriate but wondering would she call him up on it um what i what i what shocked me the most was that some people were asking me were saying to me but how i mean really uh you can't you can't really be a woman and shake your ass like a stripper, right? And then expect to be respected. That type of comments was what I what got me the most. And actually, in fact, I I even got like a couple of private messages of people who elaborated. <laughs> 
on that point, you know, and basically said, look, you're a woman. You're either going to be a lesbian fat cat lover. I mean, this is a quotation. Yes, I know. Or, Or a stripper that shakes her ass. You cannot be anything else. So take a pick. Take your pick. Do you know what I mean? So first of all, I didn't really understand how the conversation went down that road like I have no idea how this is even possible and B no I don't agree like I do not agree um first of all I don't agree with if a woman shakes her ass as a stripper then she does not deserve respect no don't agree with that at all uh don't agree with that that women just have to be one thing I'm I I shake my ass like a stripper I love cats I, I'm quite fat, you know. Like, You're not you know? fat. Like, no, but you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand like why I have to be put in any kind of like little tiny box. So I don't like that. Um, and yeah, the whole thing was very, very strange. But uh, I, I, yeah, yeah so me. the messages you got, I, the way, how I would respond to people who say that is, you're comparing apples and oranges. We're not talking about Kim Kardashian posing nude for selfies right now. That's her personal Instagram page where she has every right to do whatever she wants. This man has his own social media, his own radio show where he can say wherever he, whatever he wants. That's not the issue. I understand yeah. what they're saying, but you're comparing apples to oranges because when you go on a national news television program and you disrespect a female host like that, that's completely different. And I feel like in the media, we've lost our way. There are so many opinion shows now. There's talk radio, which one of the reasons why I've never done talk radio is because all people do is get on the air and they make fun of people and talk about people. Mm. And that's not new. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, BBC, all of these are news networks where you're reporting objective news. Now, this was a conversation panel where the topic was Jamel Hill and racism. Yeah. In no way was the topic boobs. Yeah. So if Tova wants to post her bra about boobs on her Facebook page, it's her right. It has nothing to do with a national news program. If you're Chris Rock, a, a comedian, you're, you're expected to talk about sex. That's what people know you for. This is a news program, and my kids were watching, and that's the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we expect professional, respectful news from news networks, not this showmanship and, and these stupid pranks. And that's why I was angry, and it just proves further that the respect for women is just dwindling. And, you know, I, don't, I mean, this, this is a whole other topic for a whole other show where we could debate and discuss this, but... Um, I mean, you obviously opinion. come from that world, don't you? Like, because you're a reporter and you work in television. I suppose you, you could probably tell us stories that would just make our hairs stand up, right? I mean, I, I can't even imagine. But, like, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. It is what annoyed me as well. Um, yeah, I felt like, you're, like you said, in that moment, it wasn't, it just wasn't relevant. The conversation had been about breast cancer or about you know, I don't know, boob jobs even or whatever, you know, then, okay, relevant, but it just wasn't relevant, not even one bit. For me, what annoyed me the most is I could see that he said it. It wasn't, you know, like how sometimes somebody just says something and then they go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's not what I meant to say, but he meant to say it. You could see, you know, like he had this little smile and then he repeated it again and again. And for me, what it felt like he was testing to see, Am I going to get away with it? What are they going to do? What, are they going to kick me off air? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. But it's um, I'm yeah. kind of upset to know that he's now, he's got his t-shirt line now. That's annoying. Yeah, I know. And he's doing well. And yes, I could tell you lots of stories of sexism and things that have happened to me in my career. I just, uh, I think that should be a separate show, really, because oh. um, <laughs> I think we could do a whole show on on just sexism in general. Um. But let's transition now to a <laughs> totally different topic. You know, uh, been, when I do my uh, Tuesday like, random live chat and I, and I have to change the subject, I do a move, but I can't do it here because nobody can see me. So show me the move. Show I me go the move. like this. We're changing the so, subject. Changing so the Tova's topic. doing a little dance. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So we'll have to, you know what, we'll have to make a video for our Cold Coffee Show Facebook page and show everybody what changing, changing the, the subject means. Yeah. It's so funny. So we, um, Tova wrote a piece on her blog, Tovali, my thoughts about stuff about, it's just tovali.com about um, her miracle babies. 
Yeah. So she wanted to talk about it and we both experience infertility. Um, so, and I actually wrote a piece on my Facebook page this week because my little miracle baby learned how to read this week and I was Mm. bawling because I couldn't believe she went from this little embryo in a, (laughs) in a Petri dish to, uh, (laughs) this reading girl. It's just amazing to me. So how, um, were both of your, were all of your children, um, a product of infertility or did you get pregnant naturally? No, we never got pregnant naturally. Uh, we, we did IUI. That's what I wrote about. We basically were trying for a year with my eldest and didn't get pregnant, went to see somebody who kind of effectively just said, you know what, you're never going to get pregnant naturally. You need to do IVF and actually recommended ICSI, in fact. Um, Oh yeah, we did that. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, we went from like yeah, we're kind of newlyweds. I mean, we were married for a year, but do you know what I mean? We're still in that kind of honeymoon period. Yeah, we want a family. Yay. (laughs) And then kind of like going to what? Like we might not have a family. It was just a a big shock. And, um, And obviously very, very hard to sort of, you know, and I, what I wrote about and what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to say so that women out there who are going through it might take away and listen and hear is I went through a lot of emotions from after having that initial, you know, conversation after he got all our bloods back and everything. Um, you know, I was feeling, I was angry. I was feeling guilty. I mean, guilty, you know, like really thinking about what it was that I did wrong in my life. I was 35 at the time or just about to turn 35. And I was like going back, you know, 20 years, you know, 15 years. Oh my God, I smoked. Oh my God, I, I, I had too much Diet Coke. I did this or I did that. I don't know. You know, you try and because you want to have some a sense of control and you want to have a sense of it for it to make sense and it didn't make sense. So I was feeling guilty, I was angry, I was feeling ashamed, like I was really embarrassed, how, you know, to tell people I was going through this as if I had somehow failed, you know. Um lots of lots and lots of lots of emotions. Um our story ends well cuz we were very lucky. We went in and got a second opinion by somebody who um, said, do you know what? Actually, before we go to IVF, I really want you to try this other treatment. And he recommended IUI, which is uh, a, a less invasive uh, procedure. Um, it's insemination for those yeah. that don't know. It's IUI stands for interuterine insemination. Thank you, because I wouldn't have known to say that. So thank you. Very <laughs> uh, and yeah, and we and we tried one time; it, it didn't work. And then the second time, we got pregnant with my eldest. And then with the twins, it was a third cycle. So by that point, obviously, you take hormones. Still, you you take the hormones. By that point. I came are in you doing injections? It or wasn't taking... injections. It was it Got was it. pills. So even I think in terms of side effects, it wasn't so bad. But obviously, because I had been doing it for three cycles in a row, I guess it increased my chances of having twins. By the way, un- I didn't even realize this, right? <laughs> I guess some things sometimes go above my head. And I went into this uh, to, to get the procedure done. And actually, Mike wasn't with me on that day. And... She said to me, right, uh, so I just want you to know you've got really two good follicles. Should we go ahead with the procedure? And I just went, yeah, you know, not even realizing <laughs> what she meant. And, and again, and, and nine months later, we had twins. So there you go. So, yeah, so for me, we were, we were very lucky, you know. Like I know for a lot of people, the process is much longer and, and people – you know, struggle for years. And, and, but I, what I wanted to say about miracle babies is that I feel like every baby's a miracle, honestly, because when you think about what women go through really to have babies today, yeah. it's just like, oh my God, it's just a miracle. Whenever a baby is born and mummy and baby are okay, it is like a little miracle. I'm, you know, completely, it's what I think. Cause even after we got pregnant, you know, I mean, you've, I've been through, emergency c-sections and preeclampsia and it's like so many things you know when you go home with that baby it's a miracle no matter how you got pregnant honestly um but yeah i that that was my story and i know you guys were went through ivf right was it how many times did you have to do it before was it both times as well yeah but for us i mean we started trying to get pregnant a year after we got married in my late early 20s and i already had issues i was already i had a high fsh which is your follicle stimulating hormone um so basically you have as many eggs as you're going to have your whole life when you're born and by the time i was 26 i had the reserve of like a 40 year old woman 
<clears throat> I had, you know, stage four endometriosis my whole life, horrible periods. And um, at that point, my body was attacking my ovaries. So they told me at 26, you need to do IVF. And the arrogant Kristen was like, oh, no, we don't. I'm scared of needles. We'll just do IUIs. And because Bob travels with the team, we can only try to conceive in the summers with treatment. So during the fall and winter, we would just try to conceive naturally. But then in the summers, we'd go hard. So we did inseminations several summers, you know, probably 10 of them. Um, The treatment that you did took Clomid, took all the drugs that didn't work. Then we went and got a second doctor because I had, I did all kinds of radical treatments in Gainesville, trying to naturally open my tubes, fallopian tubes. And I did special endometriosis diets where I was eating nothing but like twigs and berries (laughs) to try to get pregnant. Like I have no dairy, no sugar, no wheat, you know, no sugar, anything. Um, but for us, it was IVF, um, And we were very lucky. We got pregnant on our first IVF cycle and then our second. But the thing was, is I didn't make a lot of eggs. Like I only made two eggs, two follicles, the first cycle in one egg. And you have to have four to go to to egg retrieval. But um, I wrote about my stories and I think we should have another episode one day where we tell in depth our stories. But the one thing I want to say, what helped me, because I want to help people that are struggling to get pregnant is first of all, uh, it's very, very normal to have nowadays infertility struggles. 12% of women aged 15 to 44 mm-hmm. years in the United States struggle to conceive. We're having babies later than our parents did. Our foods are more processed. There's more hormones. There's more things in our food that makes it, uh, that is changing our body chemistry and making it more difficult to conceive. Um, I know you feel alone if you're struggling to conceive. I know you feel like there's no hope. Um, I know every time one of your friends gets pregnant, you put on a fake smile, but inside you're dying because you wish that it was you. But I will tell you, Tova, the one thing that got me through all of this, we went through 10 years of fertility treatment before we got pregnant. And I will tell you, it was gratitude. Yeah. I kept a gratitude journal. I went to acupuncture. I meditated. And I will tell you, when I had those two eggs, I would write every day, thank you, God, for my two eggs. I am so lucky to have two. My friend might have just harvested 15, but I have two. You had to stay positive. And when you have two embryos and one of them dies and you're driving to the clinic and you find out you're not getting that embryo put in you in that day and you only have one left, we would thank the universe for our one embryo. And we stayed insanely positive. And we had to like seriously be grateful. Every time I gave myself an injection, I would say, I'm so thankful for this medicine that's going to bring me my baby. I said it positive affirmations over and over and over again because that for me, honestly, was the only way I know because I had that positive mindset, that's why it worked. Because they told me I had a 0% chance of getting pregnant ever. Wow. And, um, when we were going in for our second baby to get her put it, the embryo put in us, um, I will tell you that our doctor was like, I can't believe I'm here. You had one egg and your embryo survived to a day six blastocyst. That's like incredible. Like, I I can't believe I'm here putting it in. And the fact that it actually implanted and she's here now reading, um, (laughs) It's pretty spectacular. And you know what? I am going to tell you a story. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. Tell me if you want me to not talk. Okay. So I have to tell you a story. Um, The day before our egg retrieval, which is where they take you. So you do injections and you stimulate for 11 or 12 days, um, you know, several times a day to try to make enough eggs to have a baby. Right. Mm -hmm. So the night before they take the eggs out, I was anxious, man. And this is after my first baby. So I had major anxiety at this point. And Bob sent me to a spot like five o'clock at night. He's like, go get a facial. That's nice. You need to relax. You need to just, because tomorrow is when they take the egg out and it's a really big deal. And you know, we need, we need this to work. So I go to the um, relaxation room and it's really pretty and pretty music. And I close my eyes and this woman walks in, she's Japanese and her name tag says Emilia, E-M-Y-L-I-A. And I said, oh, that's such a pretty name. And she said, well, it's like the American version of Amelia. But um, in Japan, we spell it this way, and they call me Emmy. So I closed my eyes and just meditated and was just being present. And I heard a voice say to me, what are you worried about? You're going to have a little girl. This is going to work, and you're going to name her Amelia. 
And the next day, Bob's like, aren't you nervous? I was like, no. And then five, six days later, when they implanted the embryo in me, Bob was like, I can't believe this is happening. And Bob is zen, you guys. He is so laid back. And I am so, oh my God, hypertension. Oh my God, this isn't going to work. You know, like... But I was so laid back and Bob was like, aren't you worried? Oh my God. I'm like, no, because God told me that it's going to work and we're going to have a little girl. And I told the story to my uh, IVF doctor and she just laughed at me because she's like, oh, whatever, Kristen. You know, she thinks I'm like this earthy, crunchy granola woman. So then we go to our 12 week appointment and they tell me it's a boy. And I said, no, it's going to be a girl and her name's going to be Amelia. I said, watch, mark my words. And at 15 weeks, we found out she was a girl and we named her Amelia. So there wow. you go. That's my miracle baby story. What They're both an amazing miracles. story. That is an amazing story. Yeah. That is a miracle right there. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you always throw me we with your lucky, stories. I'm like crying and laughing. Um, okay. We're I lucky. wanted to say one last thing about this though. Uh, again, to all the women out there who are listening, who are you know, maybe still going through a, the struggle. I know there's a really, there's still a stigma. There really is still a stigma. It's not something that people uh, talk about easily, A, because it's just not a very easy topic. And if you're going through a struggle to get pregnant, it's not, you know, it's, it might be something that you, you know, you, you feel embarrassed to talk about or, and there is a stigma. And I know, by the way, sometimes, and not being able to fall pregnant is not always because of the woman infertility. There's a lot of issues that come also with men in men's infertility. And that's a, a big taboo. Like I know a lot of guys don't like talking about it at all, are embarrassed about it. It's something, you know, and, and women kind of, um, kind of carry it on them. Is that fair what I'm yeah. saying now? Do you know what I yeah. mean? They kind of carry it in on their shoulders. Uh, and I know some men even don't really like even to go and, you know, get those type of, um, get that type of feedback from, you know, from the professionals because it, you know, they, maybe they feel embarrassed. So, so I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. It all exists. We know it all. There's so many women and men in your position. And I feel like talking about it and just coming together, reaching out is so important. Um, I have had lots of women sent me messages since my post went up last week and, you know, they're, they all have their own stories, whether it's, you know, success stories or, or, you know, or they're still in there, um, you know, and, 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 and that's it. And I just wanted to send everybody hugs and love and just to let you know that you're not alone. No, you're not alone and just stay positive. And if you can, you know, journal and find a friend and it's, a you know, just talk about it. I think we need to talk about it. There's so many blogs now out for, for infertility that I wish were there when I was there. Yeah. I actually have written several posts that I haven't published yet on infertility, but I think it's just so important, like Tova said, to talk, to talk about it and to get your feelings out. Don't hold it in because that stress and those emotions. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I mean, I said this before, but this is exactly what happened for us. We I didn't talk about it with like close family friend members because all of them had kids and it was all easy and I just felt like such you know but then Mike actually encouraged me to talk to a member of our his family who had been through you know um they did they I think they did IVF in the end but you know he was like you need to speak to somebody who's been through it and just talking to somebody who knew what I was feeling made such a big difference. It really, really did. It was, all, first of all, a weight off my shoulder and just, you know, getting that advice, hearing her story and seeing, oh, you know, it worked out in the end. Do you know what I mean? It was so important. So, yeah. So that's what I want. Yeah, and I've been getting lots of emails, too, from people um, who have read my posts and are going through it. And it's so funny. I was out at a restaurant recently and a woman came up to me who reads my blog and she's yeah. going through infertility right now. And we just sat there and talked for half an hour, and Amazing. I was so glad I could be able to help her. So um, we're here, too. You know, if you need to talk to us, Tova or I, you guys know how to find us. So message us, and, and we're, healthy, we're happy to help you. But just know you're not alone. It's very common nowadays. And um, just try to have hope and try to stay positive. Try to use positive affirmations because it worked. It worked for me. So I think, I feel like we could do like a hundred shows on yeah. this topic, really. Like, I feel I like we could do a whole show on, oh, for you know, sure. 
things that For helped sure. us through infertility. Maybe we can do that again. Okay, so our last topic of the day. No, you got to do I'm the dance, bring up. Kristen. You got you to gotta do the dance. Oh, okay. Here, we're, we're changing topics dance, topic dance, except nobody can see us. <laughs> we, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to get a changing topics music, yeah. I think. But I we are actually this. doing it. I love it. I love that you really get really into I it I did now. it. I did the dance. Yeah, I can hear the music in my head. I got to come up with some like merengue music. Okay, so Tova mentioned my birthday. So one of the things I did on my birthday is I went to a medical spa, ageless mm-hmm. medical spa, because I am not happy with these brown spots that um, I have can't come see on my them. Face. By the way, and I have to say, wait, Kristen sent me. I t- we talked about this last week. This picture of her without makeup in the morning, right after a hurricane, right? And I have and I- to say. <laughs> Honestly, it's the most stunning picture, honestly, that I have ever seen of you, for real. And I've seen those brown, whatever marks you call them. For me, they look like freckles. Are they not freckles? So first of all, no, I want you to post that picture on our Cold Coffee Show <laughs> Facebook page. And you guys can tell me if you because I literally looked like I had been run over by a no, truck. But no. Tova thinks that Tova thinks that I have these lovely freckles. Tova, they are not freckles. <laughs> I have never had freckles. I have hyperpigmentation. I have so many sunspots and brown spots that my whole face looks like it's freckled, but it's not. They're brown spots because and actually, spots freckles, from the sun. Fre- freckles are very youthful you know what i mean like freckles a youth thing because do you know what i mean like everybody has freckles when they're little right i had freckles when i was little now i don't really have them i have a little bit on my nose i love freckles (laughs) no well it's called hyperpigmentation and i will send you in like close-up pictures but i have a lot of brown spots and i try to hide it when i use my tv makeup but I'm getting to the point where even full coverage foundation isn't covering a few of the spots on my side. And when I interview people, you know, you see that side of my face on TV. So, yes, I'm being vain. Like the songs, you're so vain. I am being vain. And I don't care. So I have gone to the spa. I'm so excited. We're going to do some chemical peels to get rid of my brown spots. And I've decided to do a little Botox in my forehead as well. And I'm totally fine with that. And my husband is like, don't do it. You're beautiful the way you are. And he's like, please don't do it. And I'm like, you know what? I hear your opinion, honey. And I don't care. I'm doing it because it <laughs> makes me happy. You. But you know what's weird to me, actually? Because I think a lot of people on TV do Botox. Like, li- literally, people, like, they're 28 and they're already doing Botox. So it's actually yes. amazing to me that you haven't done it yet. Like, I haven't done anything. Time? Wow. This is my first time doing anything. And I want to so ask our listeners good, and Kristen. ask you. You're looking good. Well, thank <laughs> you. My husband said that you look... Thir- so last night when we were celebrating our anniversary, the guy said... You guys have been married 15 years. You look so young. How have you been married 15 years? You're 30 and you're 40. And I'm like, no, I'm 42. He's 51. And he's like, oh, my God. We do. We look good. We keep each other young. But I want some Botox. So I'm getting it. So I want to ask the audience, would you do it? Would you get Botox? Would you consider it, Tova? I don't think I would like Botox personally i don't i mean again oh maybe it's just the stigma thing that i have like can you move your forehead i need to know are you i don't know but i'm gonna do a facebook live and i will let you know when i do it i'm gonna do it live on facebook and i'll let you know i'm very i how do you say like i'm very expressionist how do you say that the word expressive yes i'm very expressive with my face and I'm just worried that if I did it, I would And your hands. That's my hands. But like I also, I do faces. <laughs> and like I'm thinking if I, if I do Botox, will I be able to move my forehead? That concerns me. I don't but know. But I have no I issue with anybody who does it, you know, like for sure. I remember I went to see somebody about um, this eye thing that I have, which I'm getting removed on Monday. I've had this for literally nearly 20 years. And cosmetically, it's never bothered me because I don't see it. You know, like when I, I don't see it, I'm not staying in front of a mirror all day, but, um, it has recently started affecting my eyesight. So I can now see it on my lid. It's just something I have on my eyelid. Yeah. But when I went for a consultation a while back, the guy, the, 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 you know, the professional I saw obviously did other things as well. (laughs) Cosmetic stuff. Cause it's cosmetic. Uh, It's totally cosmetic. And he was like going, Oh, you know, we could do some Botox here and you could do some fillers on your lips. Are you happy with your lips? I don't know, sitting there going, I'm happy. I'm happy. Am I not supposed to be happy? And then, you know, you sit in front of me and you go, oh, actually, my lips are kind of uh, thin. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I do have some lines here I've never known. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, you know I call them my parentheses. <laughs> They're right here around your lips. I call yes. them my parentheses. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to do a lot. I just want, I, listen, I haven't been happy with my brown spots for a while. And I thought, why am I fighting it? Why am I trying to hide it? Uh, you know, I want to look, I want to look good. I want to no, make, my, you should I do wanna it. make myself do it happy. So I'm doing it. Do it. You know, and the other thing I'm doing, Tova, is yeah. I am, I'm still working out a lot. I, um, I'm really making a commitment to eating right and working out. I love the beach body on demand. I know we've talked about it here yeah. before on the podcast during the hurricane, when we still had power and internet, that's how I dealt with the stress of the hurricane. I did beach body workouts. They have over 600 different workouts. Um, I did the three-week yoga retreat when Amazing. I was um, at my brother's house for the hurricane. I've started the 21-day fix <clears throat> workouts, which are so hard, but so much fun, and they're phenomenal. And I love that I can do them in my pajamas, in my bedroom, <laughs> with my dog and my cat staring at me. But um, it's really cool. And they also have 100 recipe videos because I've started doing a Whole30 diet where I'm not eating any packaged food. So um, I'm really enjoying the beach body workouts. And it's just another commitment I'm doing to myself. So if anyone here listening to the Cold Coffee Podcast would like to join me, this is a brand new service, but they already have a million members. It's really cool. And you can get a free trial membership. It's no cost to you. All you have to do is text the word coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E to 303030. And you um, can also get full access to this entire platform. I wouldn't talk about it, Tova. I wouldn't talk about it if I didn't love it. I really am. I really am passionate about sharing things that I find. I do it on my blog, ChristineHewitt.me, yeah. and I want to do it here. But I really do, I'm, you know, I really do use it and like it. So, so I want to tell you something funny just about, uh, you know, going in for a consultation about one thing and then coming out basically with a whole kind of like a facelift, right? <laughs> basically, uh-huh. with, I was right. trying to basically being convinced to do that. So um, a few days ago, I posted on my Facebook page that I you know, I, I, I bought a new pair of jeans, basically. It's it's really not that that interesting. But anyway, I basically posted about buying a new pair of jeans and sort of, you know, embracing the fact that I'm a size 16 and I got like a really nice pair of jeans. It wasn't like jeggings, right? So it has an actual right. button and a zip that you Whoa. actually say. I know, it's like big, you know, and it even had rips in it and all that. And everybody was like, yeah, you know, this is amazing and I should do it and brilliant, brilliant. But then I get this message and if you're listening, I want you to know that I was not offended. I love you. Thank you so much for thinking of me, but it did make me laugh. This lady messages me and says, listen, you know, I have this really great diet. (laughs) I get that all the time. (laughs) I have this really great diet for you, you know? (laughs) And I just thought, isn't it funny that even when you say to the world, I'm actually happy, like I'm happy, I'm happy where I'm at, you know? They st- the world still doesn't believe you. The, st- the world still thinks that you need to be fixed or that they need to fix you or somehow help. I just found it really, really funny. So, yeah, I went. Yeah, to I get that all the time when I posted about anxiety. I mean, I got a million messages with people wanting me to try their miracle anxiety drug or miracle anxiety product. And it just, you know, but, you know, I want to point something out. A size 16 in the UK is probably a size 12 here in the U.S. The sizes are very different. I tried on bathing suits, like size sixes and eights over the summer. And then it would say in the tag, UK 12. So the sizing is way off. Yeah. The sizing I I think is different. I don't know if it's that big of a difference, but I think it's like a size. I checked it once. I think it's like one size size up. Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I love my jeans. They're so cool. I feel like such a hipster mom. I love it. <laughs> I want to see you take a picture in your jeans. Did you I post did. it? Yes. Oh, I didn't see it. I got to go back to your Facebook page. Oh my God. All right, Tova. Is it time for yes. Not So News? No. Right. So I have a story for you. As you know, it is tradition that my stories have either planes, penises, or vaginas in them. And this one has a bit of everything. No, I'm kidding. This one. No. Oh, it does. Woo. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it definitely has a vagina. So the headlines oh are, here we go. It says, a couple was transfor- what? was transported to a hospital in a very awkward position last night after a man somehow got his head stuck in his wife's vagina during a, se- a strange <laughs> sexual game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. How does that happen? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, first of all, I don't understand what kind of a game game but apparently he fell into her vagina <laughs> it's 
Um, so I won't say their names because it doesn't matter, but it's a young couple from Alabama who basically called 911 around 10 p.m. Uh, the lady who answered the call thought that it was a joke, right? Because basically well, the yeah. woman was saying, hey, my husband's just fallen down and his head is now stuck in my vagina. <laughs> she obviously thought it was a bunch of teenagers just doing a prank call. But uh, then she heard the could woman. He br- I wonder, could he breathe? Exactly, because that's the thing. It says that his face was in her vagina. <laughs> saying these words, okay, they're actually coming out of my mouth right now, and so serious as well. Um, but uh, I don't know how. So a quote: she says the woman kept screaming out in pain uh, whenever the guy moved, but he was Aww. half half of his face was buried in in her vagina, and he looked like he was really going through hell. <laughs> You think? I mean, really, you think? But apparently, what's worse? What's worse? (laughs) This actually happening, or this being reported with your names in the news? No, this is because I would be horrified at this. Oh yeah, and that's what I think. There's an extra picture of them, and the picture is kind of like raunchy. (laughs) Doesn't you know when they pick like a really bad picture? So yeah, Um, and uh, but actually, just you know, according to data collected by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, (laughs) okay. Over 3,000 couples, right, were hospitalized for such problems across the country in 2015 and even more so in 2016. So apparently it's not so random after all. You know, there's a show here in the U.S. (laughs) called Sex Sent Us to the ER. This should be on that show. Oh, my God. They're going to win. They're going to win a contest if there is any contest. But you know what? Speaking of vaginas, I want to talk about something, actually. I want to talk about Sustain. Have you ever heard of them? This is an amazing company. They basically create products that are vagina-friendly. I don't know if you heard of that. It's a one-stop shop, which I personally think is an amazing idea because really when you think about it, our vaginas need a lot of stuff. (laughs) No, really. (laughs) (laughs) And why get things in different places? So it's quite nice that there's one place to get them. And they do everything from uh, pads, sanitary pads, to uh, tampons, to condoms, and even lube and, you know, really a lot of a lot of stuff that I guess women need. What's amazing about them that they are 100% organic cotton. And I know a lot of women are concerned about the stuff that goes into a lot of the, you know, of the of products that are on the shelves these days. You know, a lot of them have toxic, toxic sort of, um, you know, uh, stuff in them. So this is like totally friendly, non-toxic. Um, it's customized for you. What's amazing is that they deliver to your door. And what I like yeah, about it, Yeah, that's what I was way, just going to say is you don't want to go to the yeah. store and buy these yeah. products. I even get embarrassed that's buying true. tampons. Do you really? You know, I do. So, and not that I need them anymore, but I need pads because I've had babies and sometimes, you know, I use, I use yeah, the sustain yeah. um, panty liners when, you know, I cough and a little pee gets Because <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. Happen. I'm not embarrassed to say it. it but yes, happen. they are organic, vegan, fair trade, sustainably made, and they're free of toxins and carcinogens, which is most commonly found in other products. And they work just the same as every other product. But you know what I liked? I liked that it's a subscription. I never, can never say that word properly. Because, you know, like sometimes you run out. I always run out. Like always. I'll get my period and I have nothing at home. So this is really, yes. really cool. And again, we're working with them now and our listeners are getting their first month for free and free shipping when they sign up. So what you need to do is go to sustainnatural.com and just use our code, which is coffee at the checkout. So that's sustainnatural.com uh, for all your vagina friendly items. <laughs> I love yes, saying that. <laughs> yes, I knew you would love saying that. And it is awesome that they um, deliver to your home. I think that is pretty awesome. So tell me so, what your story is. Do you have an Okay, so I'm, I do. I'm trying to get it uh, pulled up on my computer, but I'm having a problem. So, okay, here it is. All right, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. An 82-year-old woman had to get a hip replacement after getting really, really drunk at Red Lobster. <laughs> Do you know what Red Lobster is? It's, I'm guessing, a restaurant? A it's a seafood restaurant. Oh, okay. And um, Marlene Spencer is suing the establishment, saying they shouldn't have kept serving her to the point that her blood alcohol content was nearly four times the legal oh, no. limit. Oh, 
So I feel really bad for her. Yeah. This isn't actually not so news. This is a news story. But I love her gumption that she is just going ahead and suing Red Lobster for over ser- serving her. But, you know, there is a responsibility of the bartender to stop it. It all started when Spencer walked over to the restaurant in Harris County from her Brookdale Senior Living Center. And according to the lawsuit, her daughter previously had a chat with Red Lobster management about not over-serving her because this has apparently happened and been a problem Oh, in the past. Okay. But nevertheless, Spencer alleges on March 27th, despite already being visibly drunk, they kept serving her drinks, and that's oh. when she tripped and fell and broke her hip. Oh. So we hope she heals soon. Yeah. Um, and just be careful, folks, if you're going to Red Lobster, because <laughs> apparently this is a happening party place. So this wasn't as funny as your um, vagina story, but I just found it interesting that you could get that drunk at a Red Lobster. I never even thought to order drinks at a Red Lobster. No, but you so would order you chicken, wouldn't you? Because you're not really into... Mm. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I don't eat there. I like, uh, yeah. there's a restaurant here called Bonefish Grill. That's the seafood restaurant we go to when we get, when Bob wants seafood. So I've never eaten a Red Lobster, but I'm sure I would get shrimp or something. I'd suck it up. I'm sure the kids would get chicken though. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Mine too. Oh my God, Kristen, this was so much fun. Yes. And I really love how we were able to weave in all the different topics. Yeah. We did it. It was good. Let I us like know. It. Let us know if you if you enjoyed today and if you thought talking about more than one thing is a good idea or not so good. We want to hear from you. Do we have a question for uh, the I listener? was just thinking about that. I guess we could do a couple questions this week. Okay. We could do, uh, what are your thoughts about talking about boobs on national TV? <laughs> I would love to hear that. I also would like to know if you've struggled with infertility. Um, mm-hmm. What's helped you with your baby? I would yeah. love to hear what helped you get pregnant and what... Thing helped you just kind of get through the whole process because I think I, we can help other women in the community. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, so with regards to the Botox and obviously that was a gift that you were giving yourself for a birthday. I want to know what people get for themselves for their birthdays because I get myself a, a birthday present usually as well. It's not Botox, <laughs> but, uh, but, but it could be a spa treatment because I love that. So yeah, let yeah, us know. Yeah, that's what, what I did. I did a facial. That's yeah. what bled me there. I did a facial and while I was there, I was like, screw it. I want everything. Give me all the things that'll make me it. look younger. Bring on the red. Nay, the skin bleaching cream. I want it all. I love it. So there you go. Finally. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening. We so appreciate it. We hit 30,000 downloads. And hang on a minute. Ranking on number 166 in our category. Woohoo! It's amazing. Woo-hoo. You guys I'm getting competitive, on. though. I, I want to move yeah. up. No, but I don't want to be 166. On. <laughs> I want to be one. But keep on sending those reviews in. You have no idea how much it helps us out. So please, please subscribe and leave us a nice review if you can. A review on iTunes. You can leave us a, re- a review on Libsyn. You guys have been leaving awesome reviews on our Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show. Thank you so much for that. But we really need those reviews on iTunes. So we'll remind you on our Facebook page to do that. And seriously, thank you so much for listening and sharing um, this podcast with your friends. We are so enjoying it and we um we love getting to know all of you as well have an amazing week Kristen. you too and thanks for listening everyone bye bye everybody bye